Well, ladies and gentlemen, that sound means it's time for Brooklyn Paper Radio Live from downtown Brooklyn. That's America's downtown. And I like to think of it, we've been away for a couple of weeks. I think of downtown Brooklyn as the zone of totality. Maybe not with the eclipse, but downtown Brooklyn is America's downtown. And we have an auspicious day today. I'm Gersh Kuntzman, formerly of the failing Daily News, joined by, of course, Vince DiMasselli, editor-in-chief of these Brooklyn papers. It's an historic day because this is my last show. You always say that, Gersh. No, this was my last show. Well, yeah. We're going to talk a lot it's about getting, that. It's getting old. We have been away for a few weeks. We have. But there are a bunch of stories we just have to get to, Johnny, our producer. It's true. Yeah. Vince wants to talk about the eclipse. Oh, I still got my glasses, Gersh. You're still I wearing have, them. I see. Yeah, I'm wearing them. I can't see Do they thing. work when there's no eclipse? No, that you can't see anything. Can't see anything. So I, I guess it does work. I want to talk about David Wright. We got to talk about David Wright. What happened to David Wright is sad. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's sad. Who is Derek Jeter, of course. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about my awesome stint on WABC Radio, where I did a Labor Day show solo. Wow. Solo. All by yourself. All by myself. No callers. No. No, I had callers. No producers. The best call, Johnny, our producer, I should tell you, was from a guy named Vinny from Staten Island. Whoa. Really? He called. <laughs> Great call. First Great time, call. long time, Gary. We'll talk all about that, but I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that the reason this is my last show on Brooklyn Paper Radio is because on Friday... I quit the Daily News after five years. A great run. Five years, From huh? Deputy Managing Editor of News. That's how I started. That's what you said. And then you went slowly but surely down to where? Digital Content Producer. Hmm, interesting. That's a five-year ride. That's a five-year ride. Thanks for the explosion <laughs> there, Johnny. But now I'm starting on Friday as Breaking News Editor at Newsweek. And the good news for Vince, and possibly Johnny if we have enough, uh -huh. is on Saturday, the day after I quit the news, I raided my own desk cleaned it out of all the booze so if i got a bottle of stolen rum this is from a company called stolen it's a bottle of overproof rum it's 61 61.5 stolen, stolen, stolen alcohol it's 123 so proof pot still jamaican rum age six years and i got okay a bottle of reed's extra ginger beer i'm gonna open that up Wait, on this air. is a you, ginger beer it's a ginger beer Oh, you no, hear that? Oh, no, that's good again. And I've already squeezed some lime. So, Vince, I don't know if you can hear this. I'm going to pour this over. Can you hear that? Yeah. Picking that up. Is, is that a sound effect, you, Jeremy? That is not a sound not effect. Not a sound effect. I am making the three of us the best damn dark and stormy. I call it a daily news and stormy. Let me shake it up. Johnny, can you get this sound of me shaking this cocktail? I feel like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I feel a little like Tom Cruise. That's why I got your napkin. All right. Vince, hold out your glass. You like cocktail? We I got are, a little lime. I got lime this way. I am gonna, I'm gonna dole it out through this, through the, the little. Oh, oh yeah, is, that looks good. A dark and stormy. Johnny, don't even get your cup over there. Let's, let's get Gersh and Vinny suitably boozed. Fair up, enough. And then you'll have Fair it. enough. Johnny, our producer thinks he. Oh, you getting it? Oh my god. Why is it overproof? It's, it smells strong. All right, Johnny, you can take the rest of that. All right, but don't <laughs> take it all. Don't take it all. Anyway, hey, you didn't even toast. Cheers. Oh no. <laughs> That's not bad. Let's make a toast to what, Vince? To Gersh Kuntzman's new beginnings. New beginnings, Gersh. New beginnings, new beginnings Johnny. New Cheers. beginnings. I've left the Daily News, and I'm starting on Friday at Newsweek. Now, funny thing about me leaving the news. Mm -hmm. Two days after I left the news, the Daily News was sold to a company called Tronk, which sounds a little bit like two elephants making love to a men's glee club. But nonetheless, it's actually the name of a company they used to be called the Tribune Company, which also used to own the news, oddly enough. Did it, I thought it began the news, the Tribune yeah, Company. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So Gersh Kuntzman dodged a bullet 
Or did he? I don't know. Well, good enough in to talk about this topic is Gersh Kuntzman, former columnist with the New York Daily News, who says he'll dig where all the bodies are buried. Welcome, Gersh Kuntzman. Thank you. Great to be here. Now, Vince, I believe you had a question you wanted to start off with, Gersh? Well, Gersh, you're an insider, so why don't you tell us uh, what happened? What went down at the Daily News? Well, I'm an insider. Johnny, I'm an insider. Can you play some insider music? I was going to give you a round of applause. Sure, give me a round of applause. Thank you very much, Johnny. Thanks for being I am here. I am an insider at the news. Now, the funny thing is I quit on Friday. They didn't turn my email off until this morning. So I have inside dope. It's and it's out in the public, so I can like right? I, I don't I don't see what the problem is. I don't the see what, they, they sent me an email and I'm now gonna read it on air. But what happened was I quit the Daily News because I felt for the last you've heard me talk about it on the air. I call it the failing daily news. We've had a series of Bad management decisions that continued to demote me until I was just a web content well, th- producer. For you, this is personal, Gersh. This nope. isn't. This the, isn't business. This is. This seems personal. No, I'll tell you why it's business, Vince. The Daily News has been struggling. It's been struggling. A lot of media companies have been struggling, Gersh. You're right. And what? What did you always say? You know, I worked with Vince at the Johnny. This is a history lesson, so you should pay attention. Thank you. I worked with Vince at the Brooklyn Paper for about six years. We worked together a while, yes. And what was the secret that Vince used to always say? That newspaper, the, the secret message that newspapers should follow in order to, to grow. What was it? That newspapers should follow. You know, in, in order, order to what grow. should newspapers do in order to thrive? You oh, had two you, words. No, I did. My uh, my theory on evolving yeah. is is to be able to um, the the word the word, the word is t- to no it, to innovate. Yeah, you technology need to, and techn- innovation. Technology and innovation. You need to put yourself in a position to innovate. Now, for the last year, full year. Since the departure of former editor Jim Rich, I had been beseeching current and soon-to-be-gone editor Arthur Brown to let me start, for example, a podcast team. Podcasts, Vince, I don't know if you're aware of this. Podcasts like like this one are the fastest-growing segment in terms of media advertising in the media business. I learned that. Podcasts, huh? Podcasts. Now, we sell ads. We have sponsors. Johnny, who would have thunk? I know. Dr. Joseph Lichter. Knows that because he's a sponsor of this podcast. Smart guy. Village Care Max, another smart company, knows that. Yep. Arthur said, no, we can't sell it. There's no way we can sell a podcast. Really? You can't sell a podcast with Sean King, who has a, a million Twitter followers and is a columnist for the Daily News? You can't sell a podcast with Gersh Kuntzman, who doesn't have as many Twitter followers but has 10 million page views last year? Alone. 10 million, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. The Gersh Kuntzman. I'm not bragging, Johnny. I'm not bragging. I'm just I'm saying, saying you can sell a podcast. Okay. In addition to podcasts, I said, why don't you put me in, in charge of a team of entertainment reporters who will do more than just aggregate, who will actually add value to your product, mm. and you can sell that. And he said, well, we don't have anybody who can sell that. So basically, the ad sales staff at the Daily News consists of three guys picking up the phone and calling... Uh, Major World to sell cars, or Macy's, or or uh, Models. That's the extent of the Daily News sales effort. Well, those sale those those ads do work, by the way, Gersh. Advertising works. Yes, but if you want to sell an innovative and technologically advanced product, you got to come up with new ways to sell ads mm-hmm. and new ways to innovate. And Gersh Kuntzman, you look and look. Do me a favor. Look it up in the dictionary right now under innovation. Just look it up in the. There's a picture of Gersh Kuntzman. Put that up online, please. It's true. Okay. Gersh Kuntzman is about innovation. Now I the Daily News. I can't see it because I'm wearing my. I'm wearing my. Uh... <laughs> At the Brooklyn paper. I'm wearing my eclipse glasses. Yeah, you take those eclipse glasses off. Yeah. At the Brooklyn paper, Gersh Kuntzman innovation meant videos. Some of them with me appearing naked. 
columns like Thurston Dooley's reviews of puppet shows and some of those columns about you being naked. We also did uh, Mike McLaughlin's The Search. We also did we did the search Campbell's Soup with Andy Campbell. I think he wrote one of those. Okay, but nonetheless, we innovated, right? And we people tried. actually and. Stop me if I'm wrong, Vince. The Brooklyn yeah. paper remains a beloved franchise here in Brooklyn, even long after I'm gone. It is. They call it the legendary Brooklyn paper. It's made by human hands. Mm -hmm. The Daily News never felt like that. They wanted, And Trunk, I got to say, Trunk is going to actually speed that process because Trunk is not an innovative company. So we're going to talk all about that. But Wait, because Trunk I'm, is not an innovative company or is an innovative company? In any event, it's not going to be a company that celebrates the individual unique voices of New Yorkers. They're a national well, company. How do, you, how do you know that, though? Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. Well, so because I was still on the Daily News email, which was great. It was very exhilarating. I felt like I was part of the company, even though I quit. <laughs> quit, and my last day was Friday. Are we supposed to call uh, Ed Weintraub? Not yet. No, what time is it? Okay. No, we got a couple minutes. Okay. This was the letter. This was how the Daily News reporters and Gersh Kuntzman, who's not a Daily News reporter anymore, found out about the Daily News sale. You ready? This is how you found out. You were sitting at home last <clears throat> night? I literally was sitting at home last night. With your uh, your daughter and your son? Daughter and my son. And you had a hot dog or something? And I literally was saying to my son, just before I got this email, I'm having second thoughts about leaving the Daily News. I really love that place. Hmm. And then the other shoe dropped. To the Daily News community. Do you know what that expression means, Johnny? I know I'm always waiting for one shoe to drop. Right. But I don't know where it came from. Okay. That's no problem. Why is there only one shoe? That's the better question. Yeah. No, one shoe dropped, then you're just sitting there waiting for the next one. Really? Well, what, maybe one shoe would just drop. The other shoe remains on No, your when foot. you hear a shoe drop, the expectation is another shoe is going to drop. Oh, because if you're in an apartment building, it's got to be a New York it's expression. A, it is. Yeah. It's a New York City expression. The other shoe. Right. But you got mail. You got, I got mail. <laughs> to the Daily News community. And by the way, just by me reading this. Welcome. It's exciting. It's exciting because I'm sharing with the listeners of the Brooklyn Paper Radio something that there is no way they would ever acquire. So this is breaking news. You got a breaking news uh, I got a sound effect? Bell. Yeah, give me a bell. There you go. That's not breaking news. It is bittersweet that I announced the sale of the New York Daily News to Tronk Inc. By the way, every time I type the word Tronk, it it autocorrects to either Bronk or Train. It's so it's this is going to be a, a pain if you work at the Daily News no, and now you have to type Tronk. Simple way to fix that. Yeah, I'm sure there is. You okay. add it to the dictionary. Trunk, not not in the Daily News system. That never worked. They use Hermes. Okay, Trunk is a print and online publisher. How do you spell Hermes? <laughs> like the God. <laughs> Trunk is a print and online publisher that operates in nine markets with such respected newspapers as the Chicago Tribune, et cetera, et cetera. Mort and I. So that's a footnote for everybody. I know. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, really? You got something better to do on this show? I'm breaking news here. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking there? Mort and I. Now, Mort is Mort Zuckerman. Mortimer Zuckerman, who bought the Daily News out of its own financial crisis in 1993. I is Eric Gertler, who wrote the letter. Mort and I will now root for what Trunk. Was, what was Mr. Gertler's? Gertler was a former co-chairman and former co-publisher of the Daily News. Okay. I will root for Tronk, the newspaper, the website, and its hardworking and talented employees. But from the sidelines of the streets of New York City, and like all New Yorkers, this is punctuated very badly, and like all New Yorkers, we will awake each morning. Well, there's already a big mistake. The, the newspaper is not every morning. The newspaper is every minute of the day. Ah. That shows the, the, the antediluvian notions of newspapering from the former co-publisher of uh, the Daily News. Nonetheless, mm, I will awake each morning. Eagerly anticipating the cover of the news and surf the paper's web pages for its special perspective on the news of the day. By the way, that special perspective was in the former Gersh Kuntzman, who was uh, was not appreciated while he was there. I just like to point out that there is nothing that uh, 
paints the picture of a story better. There's nothing that defines a moment in time better than the front page of a newspaper. Totally agree. I'm just I'm just saying that. There's nothing that does it. We're going to talk to Ed Weintraub about that in a minute. I like yeah. that question. Last paragraph. For the newspaper that once emblazoned the immortal words, Fort to City dropped dead across its front page. I can only imagine today's cover reading, Mort to News, Carry On. So basically he wrote a bad headline <laughs> to describe a sale. I'm sure the New York Post headline would be a lot better. What do you think the Post headline on a sale? A, 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 a made a, the Post made a fake Daily News headline. Which was what? Um, they... It, it was oh wait daily, daily snooze sold no, for one dollar. It wasn't that. It was so, it was something else. But they they did do a fake daily news headline. All right. So and that was then so with great appreciation for the privilege of being part of this wonderful institution. Uh, Eric Gertler, former co-chairman and former co-publisher of the Daily News, I wrote that yesterday. Now I have an insider's view of this, and I learned a couple of things. First of all, the Daily News was sold for one dollar to Trunk, which has picked up the. Oh multi-million dollar debt of the Daily News. Now, that includes the pension fund, and I want to put on record, Vince... Let me ask you a question. Why that dollar payment? Does does some cash have to change hands? I think it does simply because you you can't not put a number in 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 that space. I really believe that to be true. I don't think you put zero because the computer doesn't know how to read zero. It's just zeros and ones. That's how computers work. Zeros and ones, Gersh. For the record... The matrix. For the record, Vince and I have been discussing co-writing a novel in which somebody, the Daily News cannot, we, this was before the sale, but we can oh, adapt well, it. Well before, yeah. Yeah, but this was before the sale, but it can be adapted because, so now Tronk owns the Daily News, including 60, 30 to $60 million in pension payments that are going to come due, well, now through 2060. Yeah. So we decided, Vince and I, to write a mystery novel in which old guys across the city, and they're all around the city, they're all around the country. They're everywhere. They're white, they're black, they're Hispanic, they're of all races, yeah. right? They start getting killed. Oh. And always a different way. Knocked they just off, get killed. Yeah. They're knocked off. Nobody can put two and two together. But Can't it turns it out. out the Daily News is killing all its old pensioners to make itself ready for a sale so they can say, oh, we don't have any pension obligations. They're literally going to kill all several hundred thousand, several thousand of these guys. That Man. was the concept. So they can't. Feasible, yeah. They bring in a profiler. The NYPD brings in a profiler. <laughs> they can't figure out because there's no pattern. They're, they're multiracial. They're mo- they're across gender lines. They're across age lines. Some have disabilities. Some don't. Some don't even speak English. Some don't live in New York. Yeah. It's not like Son of Sam. This is like nationwide Son of Sam plus a John Wayne Gacy. You know, plus that guy who killed those nurses in Long Island. That's why this is the greatest book ever. If you're listening <laughs> and you're a book publisher. We can still write this book, Vince. Yeah, no. We don't need you the, call you know, it's fiction. 718-260-4502. Yeah. And I think Vince and I will ink this deal right now like six figures, low six figures. It's That's an easy, easy one. What's well, easy? Easy. All right. So, as I said, I have an insider's eye view of the Daily News sale. Today, the entire staff of the Daily News had a town hall meeting with the new Tronk executives. What does that mean, a town hall meeting? So what happens is everybody gathers around. This, there's this clock in the Daily News newsroom. It's an old uh, analog clock, four-sided, by the way. Mm. Still works. It's in a it's in a uh, a wood block. Where's it from? Well, it's very old. It's from the original Daily News newsroom from the 19 teens. Okay, 19 teens. 19 teens. They, and they spend a lot of money to maintain it every year. Anyway, Is it in black and white or color? It's it's totally black and white. Okay. I'm just anyway, it sits over the um, – it used to sit over my desk when I was deputy managing editor for news. Not <laughs> web digital content provider. 
deputy managing editor for news. I remember that. Brought in with a lot of respect, a lot of integrity, a lot of, uh, they thought I was good. Anyway, so they they gather around the newsroom clock. Mistakes were made. Yeah, mistakes were made. <laughs> Not all of them by me. Not all of them by me. All right. But I'm your mole because I had reporters in there who were just texting me comment after comment. Comment one on the plus side, one reporter told me. Trunk, which sounds like the noise I make when you I try that. to install a big ass fan, will actually match 401k contributions up to 2% in full and then 50% up to 4%. So if you do the math on that, Vince. Well, that's good money. I literally walked away from a very comfortable retirement. Damn. By quitting on Friday, if I had stayed with the news, say, 10 more years with a 401k contribution, I, can you get some calculating music for a second? I believe that would have added <laughs> $700,000 to my retirement. I want to hear your quit story. Hold on, you know, hold on. At some point. seven hundred. You can't fire me because <laughs> I quit. I didn't do that. Yes, go. So that's a lot of money. That's, so that's, no, that's on the good. plus side for reporters at the Daily News. That's a good sign. Now, all the reporters told me the trunk did not give any re real details about their plans, except to say that they are emphasizing digital, which is also good news, I think, because digital over print, that's the future, right? What do you think about that, Vince? I think emphasizing digital is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all, but I think print will be around for a long time and people undersell it. Okay. Or under underestimate what it what it'll be worth through the years. And then the best news of all, Trunk, which sounds like one of those fake digital currency that all the kids are using. Yeah. Trunk <laughs> said that editor in chief Arthur Brown, whose tenure at the Daily News was about lasted about a year and was uh, a roller coaster ride if in the sense of from the top to the first hill. That's, that was the roller coaster ride. So down. He is going to be out in December taking a retirement, which is his due, by the way, because his tenure as a Daily News reporter and editorial page editor is, is unblemished. They won a lot of Pulitzers. He writes a great editorial. But as editor-in-chief of a tabloid, no, no, not today, not today. Or and after December, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good news for the people at Daily News. So now I'm thinking... Vince? Yes. I'm going to ask you the tough question. Okay. Did I do the right thing or the wrong thing? By leaving the Daily yeah, News? Yeah, by leaving the Daily time? News. Uh, I don't know. See, you're a content guy, mm -hmm. right? And as a content guy, you have a lot to offer. No question about that. Um, but you wanted to be in a leadership position. That's what you want to do. Because you, not only are you a content guy, but content guy, but you also want to be a leader of men, like, say, me. And women. Right. So what? So what do you? Do you so, are you saying you don't like me? No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Whew. I think, but I think. Um, do you think I'm talented? Absolutely. But what do I have to offer a company like the Daily News or well, you, on Friday Newsweek? Let, let me answer the question. I'm going to ask you another question. Well, you can ask that question asked after I answer the first question. And you asked, did you make the right move? I did. All right. I would say that you, as a as a high paid digital content, what? It's basically just a, a web a web writer. Yeah, as a high paid web writer, then the the you know the the bullseye would have been on your head. Oh, I had a target on my back, yeah, John. There, there's a target there. Now, that being said, you had very good numbers. How many how many uh, page views? Ten million page views in a year. Ten million page views in a year. My parents read an article by you, and they told me that, and they told me they really liked it. Two page views right there, yeah, Johnny. There, you, there go. you go. So that it adds up. Yeah. All right. So can they read other articles? <laughs> I'll, I'll talk. So about the that. question that would have come down to what, what they would have tried to figure out is: Are you know is that you know ten million page views worth your salary? 
Well, I did the math on that, Johnny. Okay, let's see. Because shortly before I left the Daily News, one of the uh, editors there told me that we believe that every thousand page views is worth five thousand dollars. So I did the math. I, can I get some calculating music? Okay, that's not calculating music. No, you got to be better prepared. I don't do math. Really, so I did the math on that. It turns out that all of my page views combined still only added up to about sixty thousand dollars. Now, if you know me, Johnny, sixty thousand dollars is not what I make. I'd take it though. Twice that <laughs> is not what I make. Okay, so do the math. I was not going to make back my salary. Mm -hmm. If you're an editor at Trunk, which is a weird sounding, it sounds like a little bit like a two cars colliding on the BQE causing Vince to be late for work. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to be an editor at Trunk, you're going to look at these numbers and say, why are we paying this guy, and I'll say it, $128,000 to deliver $60,000 worth of traffic. And I would argue... Well, I do more than that because I do videos. I do podcasts. I'm an innovator. I'm a leader of men. I edit. I cheerlead. I cajole. I ride. So to answer your question, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know if they would have held on to you or not. I, but I think, you know, my gut is that you would have been let go. That's no my question gut. about that. That's now, my gut. To answer and, you, and you were able to take a job where you're going to be able to uh, run a newsroom, which is what you wanted. I want to run a newsroom. And at Newsweek... I am the breaking news editor, and I have a team of like 20 reporters who report to me. 20 reporters reporting. All right. To answer the question about whether I did the right thing, we're going to get Ed Weintraub on the phone. Is that so what we're going to do? I'm going to have to dial it because I don't want people to steal the number. Ed Weintraub, as you know, former, former editor, former publisher of the Brooklyn paper. No, not 917. What are you doing? It's not 718. It's what are you right talking here. about? Right here. Right there. No, that's, that's wrong. Oh, that's the that's, landline. Oh, that's, okay, I'm sorry. The so landline. we're going to call him on the landline so it sounds even better. But here's the thing about Ed Weintraub. He was the publisher of the Brooklyn paper during its glory days. And I'm not just talking about during my tenure. I'm talking about before my tenure when he established the Brooklyn paper as the preeminent community we're newspaper. We're calling the Jewish star. If you know your extension number of Two, the person It's 291. Reach, you may dial 291. Please hold on. While we I gave you the extension. extension. 291. No, the extension is no problem. Okay. Can you give me a little more of that dark and stormy? Oh, yeah, of course. Ed Weintraub here. Ed Weintraub, it is Gersh Kunstman, formerly of the failing Daily News, now with Newsweek.com, and Vince DiMaselli, editor-in-chief of the thriving Brooklyn paper. You yes. are on the air, sir. How are you? Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful talking to the Brooklyn paper, the Brooklyn paper building down in... Uh Downtown Brooklyn. Have America's you been, have downtown. You, have you been listening to the show, Ed? I, I have been listening to the show. Oh, some of it was quite humorous. So you know, what we're, you know what we're talking about. I, I do. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean some of it was quite well, humorous? Well, I mean, talking about respect and integrity at the news desk. Come on, Gersh. Look, hey, Ed, <laughs> I, I did a good job, and I didn't complain, and I never and I came in every day trying to, trying to beat the post. That's all they asked me to do. Am I right? I, I think you're, you're, you're a great editor, Gersh, uh, but... Um, I don't know. How, how does Newsweek... Wait, wait, hold what on, do you hold do with 20 reporters? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm a great editor, but... But what? But, you you know, for the for the dollars, come on, you know. Well, you're saying I'm too expensive. You're saying uh, talent talent shouldn't be paid $128,000? Well, the, you know, the, the, the world's changed. Okay, okay. Well, I am taking a pay cut, for the record, to go to Newsweek. And the reason for that is I want to be a leader of men. Now, Ed... You know me. You haven't worked with me that closely over the last five years, but you remember me from the Brooklyn paper. Did I? Or... Never forget you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Did I do the right thing or do the wrong thing? In other words, will this sale actually open doors if I had stayed? 
Well, you having a problem there? Sorry, I'm all choked up here. Okay, did I do the right thing, Ed? You did the right thing. You were a great, great editor, Kirsch. No, no, no. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about did I do the right thing by leaving the news and taking? Oh, by leaving the news. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, if you, if the sale came down, who knew what they would have offered you? Besides, no, maybe you would have gotten a buyout, and then you could have taken instead of a few weeks off, you could have taken a few months off. He makes a good point. Wait a minute. Hold on. You think? <laughs> You think they would have they would have bought me out because I was angling for a buyout last year at the news when Arthur Brown told me to my face he didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> what? That's you not know, a joke. Now that he mentions my, my, my favorite things when I talk to people who've worked with you at the news, everybody has such colorful stories to tell. It's it's great. I really love it. Can you can you tell us one of them? I I I, I, I can't. No, you really could. Not on not you, on the air. No, you really could. You really could. Because that's why we had you here. Anyway, the reason we had Ed Weintraubon is not just because he knows Gersh Kuntzman. Wait a minute. I am coming around <laughs> on this. I am. Co- Ed has opened my eyes. You blew it, Kuntzman. <laughs> you could have got the buyout, and now you don't. Ow. I'm very happy at Newsweek because I have a team of reporters working for me. But, Ed, you've been in the newspaper. But wouldn't it be great to have that team of reporters <laughs> and the buyout? <laughs> That's oh, a, that's a well, just so you know, you know that's... Gersh, you, you may not have gotten a buyout. You know these guys from Chicago—they're—they're—they're. They're, they're I am coming birds, around again. Guys. No, they—they up the four hundred one k, baby. We, 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 we want them to feel good here. No, know? but I do want to ask Ed because Ed, you have been in newspapers, really print and digital, for more than thirty years. Am I right? Uh, since I've been about ten years old. Okay, so. In all seriousness, forget about Gersh Kunstman and the implications personally for me and Brooklyn Paper Radio. What do you think about the sale of the Daily News to Tronk, which, as you know, sounds like like a big crane has just hit a building killing three? I, um, I th- with no offense to you, because you did some good stuff in their front pages. The wood's been very good almost every day at the Daily News. But it, it's basically the paper's been the walking dead for the last few years. And now the undertakers come. Yeah, but I mean, what does that mean? These guys in Chicago, all they do is they destroy newspapers and they bury them. The only company that, well, no, I'm not going to say the only company that's worse, but the only company on that size that's worse is Gannett. Yeah, but hold on you know, a second, Ed. came in and forget it. Ed, hold, Ed, hold on yeah, a second. Yeah, they, a second. They run the Los Angeles Times. Yeah. They run a number of, I mean, you're telling me they're running those papers into the ground? Uh, yeah. Have you looked at the Chicago Tribune in the last few years? Listen, full full disclosure here. Ed Weintraub has been saying that every owner of every newspaper has been running companies into the ground for the last 30 years. <laughs> Except for Himse- himself. Himself included. <laughs> himself oh, included. Except the owners of the Brooklyn paper. No, hold on a second, Ed. The Chicago Tribune, Los Angeles Times, Baltimore Sun, Orlando Sentinel. Now, it's true that those papers are a little bit of a shadow of their former self. A little bit? You know, Baltimore Sun, right? It's one yeah. of their papers? Yeah. Baltimore Sun used to be second to the New York Times in prestige and national coverage. When I when I was went to school in Washington College, they had the second largest bureau in Washington next to the New York Times. Wait, what? Not even well, the Washington what's it got Post. Now it's it's like, it's like reading the, the you know the the I'm trying to think of a paper I can insult without like reading the Home Reporter. Head <laughs> watch the Home Distorters we used to going call. for the jugular with the Bay Ridge Home Reporter. All right, but Ed, isn't that a function of the media in general? Trunk Trunk didn't speed that process, did it? Uh, well, yes. I, I I mean, at this point, as as I think Vince was pointing out, things and you've been pointing out things have changed. The, 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 the cat's out of the barn. That's, that's a the terrible. The cat wasn't even in the <laughs> yeah, barn. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it, what got us to this point faster than we needed to be here were publishers who were very short-sighted 
and stop providing something worth buying. And that goes online and it goes in print. All right, so what's the answer, Ed Weintraub? You're working at a Jewish paper. You have a set audience, a captive audience. What about guys like me who have a more Catholic, lowercase c, approach to news? Huntsman, look, you were bar mitzvah, put on a yarmulke, and come over to the, <laughs> to, 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 to the to side. You're going to pay me $128,000, my friend? I'll write anything you want. <laughs> you know, you know just, there are different markets, there are different audiences, and you know, I think you, you know who's looking at the daily news web traffic. We do, we do. And the decision at some point has to be made whether that traffic can generate enough money to have a, a real authentic staff provide content. Yeah, but the decision was made. It, it can't. It can't. It can't. So the, the content's out there. You just you need a few good editors to be able to package it. No, no, but hold on a second. Let, let's Listen, our listeners aren't inside the media butthole like we are. But let's break it down for a second. So the reader so the listener knows, the Daily News website is a lot of aggregation and a small amount of original content. And I will tell you this, Ed, some of the original content by reporters like Greg Smith and Larry McShane and Ruvane Blau is good content, but I look at the numbers. It doesn't do shit on the web. The numbers are just aren't there. So what's the solution if you can't generate web traffic with good stories? Oh, but wait, what are, you, what are you basing that on? No, no, I look at the numbers. No, but you just say you look at the numbers. What numbers are you looking at? I'm looking at the numbers of page views. Okay. In other words, this I, is write, what, this I write is... a piece of crap story about Trump or guns or religion, and I can get a million page views in an hour. Ruvane Blau spends a month on a story about corrections malfeasance, you know, in the Department of Corrections, and he'll get two thousand page okay, views. Okay, but this is what I this is what no one looks at, and I think everyone needs to look at. Here we go. You need to look at the numbers of how long that person is is reading that. I'm story. looking at that number. Those how are much two. time is being spent on the page? Engagement oh. numbers. Engagement. Ed. Engagement. More, I, more importantly, you have to look at who that person is. And whether he's worth anything to anybody. No, no, no. That... And, and, and more than... Matrix number one is, is, is the reader valuable and what are you selling against that reader? And the problem is all the big sites do are go for this giant right. number. You're right. And, and you never, everybody's going for the giant number. Right. And for every site we have now, there'll be 10 more and they can pop up in Aruba or in Tahiti or in South Africa. It wait doesn't minute, matter where we they be, are. We could be working in Aruba? I mean, All I've ever wanted was to be on a beach. No hurricanes in Aruba. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Ed's making a good point, because, and, I'll, and I'll be honest about my new job at Newsweek. When I interviewed there, they did talk a lot about getting the numbers up. And Ed's making the point that not every number is the same. It's, like, it's not one man, one vote, one number. If you're, if you're writing a crime website, for example, or a gun website like The Trace, you want readers who are going to either you know, buy the products that are advertised on the trace or are going to be committed activists or something, right? Is that what you're going for, Ed? Yep, yep. No, no he didn't hear a word you just said. No, I didn't. He was, a, are you taking a dump? Is that, is that what happened? You're taking a dump? <laughs> no. All right, we got it. My yeah. point, wait. Okay. I didn't get to finish my no, point. I was going to say we got to take a break and do the ads and then we'll come back and, and then talk we'll, to Ed right, Weintraub. We will Let's, take a break. Ed, stay on the line because we're going to take a break. We'll do. Some, in fact, I'll ask you a question, Ed. No, I got to ask him a question You got to ask him a question? Go ahead. I'm going to ask him a question. Go, uh, Ed. You ask me about the Atlas Steakhouse? No, are you No, looking, no, we're not going to ask you about Atlas Steakhouse. Are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price over there in your, in your Brooklyn Heights mansion? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Of course you are. Of course you are. And you know what? You should look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. Do you want to know why? Why? <laughs> because the dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's 
Where's my music? <laughs> you want to know why, Ed? Because we don't shit on our advertisers. That's, that's why. right. We love our advertisers. That's not it. What are you doing? <laughs> Ed, you need a dentist, right? Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning. You need your teeth cleaned? Everybody does. Fillings? Once in a while. Root canal therapy? Of course. Everybody goes through that. And tooth extractions. But in addition... They offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. These are procedures, Ed Weintraub, that can make even your smile look like new. Wow. You know what they also offer is Invisalign. Invisalign is the alternative to metal braces. Usually it, that, just so you know, usually that costs like $6,000. Yeah, no, not at Dr. Lichter. I could tell you the price. $39.95. I could tell you the price, but we spilled our drinks all over our, <laughs> our ad copy. Uh, he, it's, in, it's usually, it's virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift the teeth into place over a period of time. Listen, Ed Weintraub, call, and all of our listeners out there, call Dr. Joseph Lichter's office today. Don't just show up, right? You need an appointment. That's at 718-339-7878. You can set up an appointment that way. You could go online to Dr. Lichter's website. That's josephlichterdds.com. He's at 1420 Avenue P., between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. That's Dr. Joseph Lichter. Give him a call today. Hey, Ed. Ed, while we got you on the phone. Yes. You're not getting any younger. I, th- I think you're great, but you're getting, you're like late 60s. Am I right? Uh, I'm getting there. Yeah, Ed, look, and you got kids in college, and you know what those kids are going to do when you get to be about 75 or 80. They're going to be like, let's just put dad in a nursing home. The guy's crazy. He's bumbling. He's drooling on his shirt. Sitting around reading newspapers. <laughs> That's that's the surest sign of senility. When you're 80, you're reading newspapers. Anyway, they don't have to put you in a nursing home because you're going to have Village Care Max, a Medicaid-managed long-term plan. It's going to help you stay at home. And you, I know your wife, you're going to want to be with her, right? You're not going to want to be separated in some nursing home across some, some screen that they pull when you have to get a procedure. No, you want to be in bed with your wife. Normal American style, if you know what I mean. Maybe not. You're waiting for me to answer this? <laughs> Continue with the commercial. It's not a commercial. It's your life. <laughs> anyway, Village Care Max. <laughs> Listen, the team of healthcare professionals, they will work with your doctor. They will help you obtain the best healthcare options available. And if you want to get more information about Village Care Max, you give them a call today at 1 800 469 6 292 uh. or you could visit them online at villagecaremax.com that's villagecaremax ed weintraub where you can live the life you want to live or maybe not All what right. was that number again uh, i'll give you that number it's um 800-469-6292 and i want to first of all i want to thank vince for the uh Rolades reliever of the year on that he really filled in the gap yeah. on that i just put out I, the fire i lost it when i thought of you and your wife in bed between a screen. I just, I lost it. Okay. All Listen, right. It uh, happens. You, you remember Eric Ross he used to work for the I've heard of Brooklyn him. paper. Sure. So yeah. his, his post, he, he, he's pretty funny on Facebook. Uh, Eric Tiplett yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, like anyway, him. he posted on the daily news story, a picture of the daily news and the New York post, big stacks of papers. And he says, for the younger readers, a newspaper was a hard copy version printed on folded, unstapled sheets containing Feature articles, advertisements, correspondence, and what you saw yesterday on Facebook. <laughs> That's actually very funny. But now, just so the listener knows, we're talking to Ed Weintraub, who is the former publisher of the Brooklyn paper chain, 
A great newspaper man got into the business when he was in his teens, yep. maybe tweens, and he's talking to us a little bit and about... I, I believe he thinks that if it were not for the unions, the Brooklyn Eagle would survive today. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're talking mostly, though, about the sale of the Daily News to Trunk, which is a word that sounds a little bit like what, I, what I'm yelling when I'm in the bike lane on J Street, trying to get pedestrians out of my way. Uh, so, so listen, he, he, here's something to think about. They buy the Daily News. They pay a buck. But they take on all these liabilities. Who knows what they're going to do in the end? Where's the story today in the Daily News on the website? Oh, there it's was like, a, there was know, a don't story. Don't you think they'd be like promoting the fact that this takeover happened? And no, they, there was a story. There was a story yeah. on the website. It was not. It was not very promotional. I'll tell you that. Much. No, and it's and I'm looking at the website now. It's it's you know moving toward the bottom of the page. Uh, it's know. weird, right? They should they should hype it. And, and even the the post isn't like making fun of you. <laughs> that which is the biggest insult. Well, maybe they're a little nervous because the fact is money is coming Jimmy, in. Favor, Jimmy, go inside. Get me my post off of uh, today's post. Yeah, Jimmy, the, go get the post. It's the on my post, desk. The post today wooded with the down Blasio. the crackers. I like the crackers. Put know. down the crackers and go get my post. So the post wooded today with De Blasio, uh, wishing he was getting more praise for being a great mayor. And we'll talk about that. Well, uh, the, the the news was released late in the in the news cycle last night. It would have been tough for the post to get it on the cover. Also on a Labor Day. By the way, Ed, did you listen to me when I was on WABC yesterday all day, twelve to three, talking about American labor? You're allowed to do that on WABC. It was bizarre. They they let the liberal Fox run the WABC hen house. For three hours, the callers didn't know what to make of it because I'm so liberal. I had three experts, American labor experts, union experts, talking about how great unions are. And the, re the listeners, I swear to God, they didn't know what to make of it. Anyway, Vince has got his copy of The Post. He wants to talk to you. Uh, so they, the, uh, the Post did a story on the business page where they put a picture of Zuckerman on the cover of the Daily News. And it says, Mort says, please take this mess off my hands. Gives DN to Trunk. Sally News. The headline is Sally News. Sally News. I don't know. No, that's good. That's good. Sally, though? Well, it's got a picture of Mort, and it's basically, take my freaking newspaper for a buck. Well, it would have been better if they could have sold it to Robert Maxwell. Well, that they tried that once before. But come <laughs> on, for, in, for you kids who are listening, Robert Maxwell was is the editor who, of the Daily News. Who is News. this guy? Who is this? He, he, he bought it in like 92, late 92, and then within six months, he was dead. He fell off his yacht, drunk, probably drugged, maybe killed, who knows. And I was working at the Daily News then. And, of course, I was laid off <laughs> shortly thereafter. My point I was trying to make before we went to commercial. We which had is, to go to commercial. we got to pay no, the bills. it's important that we go to commercial. The point I was trying to make, Ed, was, you know, like you said, the people that are going to read the newspaper and value what they see are the people, for the most part, that advertisers are going after anyway. And I think that the number that you really have to look at is how much time is being spent reading the newspaper so when you look at a story, you don't look at how many page clips, page views page, there were. Page views, Vince. Yeah. Page views. I, I got ten million in one year. I was gonna say page clicks. But let's say those you had one million of those page views or ten million of those page views, whatever it was. How many? Ten million in one ten year. Ten million in one year, but let's say they only looked at it for ten seconds. Who cares? I, I had some decent engagement numbers, not great. But the engagement numbers is are what matter. And there needs to be you need newspaper industry needs to figure out a way. To look at the amount of time that's being spent reading the paper and figure out a way to get, you know, to easily or unobtrusively get advertisements in front of people. And then on top of that, if people are really engaged in their newspapers, they need to be able to charge for the content because that's the only thing that's going to save the newspapers as far as I'm concerned. Ed, your thoughts? 
Uh, I agree. There has to be some uh, some way of charging the user. Uh, a lot of the schemes, I think, are uh, haven't worked. But but the idea of having sort of a collective pool, the way you pay actors, uh, if, if uh, I, I never paid actors, you, you I never paid play music. So you you don't pay the musician directly. You pay it into a fund, and the musician gets a cut. And there's Wait, so many on. sites that, that, that model that we want we want to read hey, to subscribe. I'm, I subscribe to maybe a dozen sites, one way or another, and and you lose track of what you're paying and how you're paying, and eventually it gets too much, and you just give it up. Wait, but I if wanna... there was one way, one place to pay, and everybody cooperated and put their stuff in the same site. Yeah, but here's the problem, Ed. You brought up the musician model which actually has failed. The whole thing about Apple, iTunes, all the musicians are complaining they're not getting a big enough cut. And that's going to stifle creative impulses. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, tronking over there? You're tronking. I, I don't know what it is. You know what it is? Before, I, I was drinking Turkish coffee, and it's got a lot of sediment on the bottom. That's funny, because we're no, drinking that's... wild turkey. That's <laughs> <laughs> No, but you didn't understand my point. The musicians like Taylor Swift and all these musicians, all their music is being stolen, whether it's by iTunes or YouTube. They're getting no cut out of it. And I know myself, Johnny, I got a I got a video on YouTube that got about 17,000 views, which is a lot for me. I didn't get a dime from that. Ed, would you say that you're the inventor of the free newspaper or one of the inventors? Uh, uh, one of the inventors. I mean, we were the first one in New York City. We put, the Brooklyn paper was the first free community newspaper in New York. And when we gave out the paper for nothing, people could not figure us out. Yeah, they, but but did they respect it because they felt like, oh, we didn't pay for it, no, how good could it be? initially, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, real brief, uh, after we did this for about two years, we were having trouble getting uh, local advertisers to buy in, even though our circulation was much bigger than the paid paper that we competed with. Mm. And so one day I came in and I said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to charge for the paper. Everybody said, okay, it says you're going to charge for the paper, we'll charge for the paper. I put out the next week a front page that uh, had no copy on it, just said as of this week, you have to pay for the next week, you got to pay for the paper. So how, who do you think is going to pay for the paper? In reality, you can't sell enough papers to make it worthwhile. The whole thing's a myth that paid circulation means anything. So we had a circulation at the time of 7,000. We ended up selling a few hundred papers because this is like five newsstands. Where are you going to sell the papers? So what I did then was I put out a free shopper just to, so I wouldn't cheat my advertisers. We kept printing a free shopper. We gave it out. But all of a sudden, people came to me and they said, oh, now, now that you paid, I'm going to pay more for my ad. I'll, I'll take more ads in the Brooklyn paper. Well, this didn't make sense. I was giving them 7,000 circulation. Now I'm giving them 800, and now they're willing to pay more for the advertising. So at that point, we explained to people what we did, and we got, had everybody's attention. We, you know, we did a lot of promotion about it. And from that point on, uh, the free model really took hold. And anybody else who came into the market came in as a free paper after that. I mean, just so you know, you're listening to Ed Weintraub, one of the greatest publishing newspaper guys. When people talk about – Johnny, you're young. When people talk about the history of newspapers, it's guys like Ed Weintraub, not the Salzburgers or the Pulitzers or those Hearst guys. It's guys like Ed Weintraub on the ground. While Kane, we got remember Kane? Kane, yeah. While we got you on the phone, Ed, I understand the Village Voice while I was on vacation in lovely Berlin with my beloved girlfriend who's amazing in every way and I want you to meet her so badly. While I was in Berlin, I understand the Village Voice said it was going stop to it, stop its print publication. Yep. When is that going to happen and why uh, is it going to happen? Last, 
print issue is in a week or two, I think, mid-September. Is, is that a good move or a bad move? They're finished. I yeah, mean, they're they, finished. They, 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 there's nothing left to, to it. So then what – but again, you're missing the point of the question, Ed. A company that buys a paper – in this, in this case, this guy Barbie bought the paper a couple of years ago. The goal is not to shut down the thing you just bought. So what are they thinking? Internally, what are they thinking? Well, first, I don't know what this guy was thinking because he didn't have a newspaper, a small paper in the middle of Pennsylvania, which yeah. you know, drives a, really well with a hip, young audience. Well, it was a money-making paper, at least. I, the last issue, when they made the announcement, I picked up the, lead, the issue that was out that week. Mm-hmm. There was, there were, I think it was a 64-page paper. There were four pages of ads, free and paid total of four pages of advertising in a 64 page paper that's a problem yeah so uh, I, I can't speak to what happened to the and the voice went through a whole series of mistakes over the years and a number of things have been written about it in the last few weeks um, but but generally when these big companies have taken over substantial newspapers they the first thing they do is they cut the pe- operation to the bone to pay for the purchase and to milk it they don't have a vision that there's a future in the business. Have you looked at any of the Gannett papers in the last year? No. Somebody who lives in Westchester <laughs> County buys the, the the newspaper up there because they the want re- to see their kids' picture at graduation. That's uh, the only maybe. reason. Maybe so you buy once a year. Once a year, I'm, I'm I telling buy it, you, yeah. they have they run like two pages of local comp- content. USA Today controls the, the the national news that's in there. They they prepackage national news. National sports, there's, there's, there's no soul to the paper. Okay, you know what, Ed? I'm sick of this talk. What's the answer? Give me the freaking silver bullet, because all you're doing is like, oh, this paper sucks, this paper sucks. What's the answer? Well, the answer our business... is Jewish journalism. All right, fine, yeah. fine, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're bought and paid for. No, what's a paper like the Daily News supposed to do? Uh, the problem for the news is what they're supposed to do they should have done over the last 20 years. Okay, what at, is at it? At this point, what is it? I, don't know what the an- I, I don't know that there's an answer what for that. What was the answer 20 years ago? What was the answer, Ed, other than promote Gersh Kuntzman? Uh, you know, for, for a paper like the Daily News, the hometown newspaper in New York, some type of, I, I, I hesitate to use the word quality, an ex- exciting, substantial local content is the only thing they have to offer. Yeah. He's right. And if they don't have that, there's no reason for anybody in the city to pick up the print edition. I love the I love the wood, right? I want to see the front pages. The first thing I do when I get up and turn my computer on, I go to NYP, New York Post, nypost.com, to look at what their front pages. So you, I don't you have go to on, buy it. You go I, online to look at their front that's page. That's right. I don't buy it. I look it online. And I stopped going to the Daily News site in the last few weeks. Why? Because they stopped putting their front page up. So you don't even go to the site. So wait, 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 wait. But are you now picking up the Daily News on the newsstand? Oh, so I'm, you're really not that interested in it. No, first, where am I going to find a newsstand that sells it? It's not so oh, easy. Oh, come on. You live on Jerolam and Street, Weintraub. You know, the, the, the newsstand right around the corner from me, it's a, uh, the Heights, it's a grocery store. He gets one copy of the Post, one copy of the News. I asked him, why do you get them? I know why he gets them, because he wants to read the paper. So he puts them back on the stack. Maybe somebody buys it, or else the guy picks them up, and he gets the money for the return. No, one copy, Ed. Come on. No, well, that's no. what he gets. No distribute. No, no. You have a look. I'll give you another. I'll give you any any of your, your your many listeners. Go to the newsstands that surround the New York Times building. Fred, go to the newsstand. And find a newspaper on those newsstands. Don't what? go there first thing in the morning. Go midday in the afternoon. Find no. the newspaper. They don't have any newspapers because they only get a small quantity and they sell them out and they don't want them. So why don't you just pick up the newspaper that somebody left on the subway? 
Good luck. Right. No, <laughs> Ed Delta is making, BAM and, and, and uh, Metro. Ed is making, by the way, by the way, Ed, I was offered the managing editor job at Metro earlier this year. Now, the pay was a considerable cut. Did I make a mistake there? Should I have run the small team of reporters at Metro and turned that paper around? Turn it around? Yeah, make it a good paper. It can be a good paper. Their their threat is as the Wi-Fi gets better in the subways, people are going to just be on their phone all the time. You know, I told them that. I told them that in my interview. And they said, no, no, we think we'll thrive. It's like, no, no, you are out of business the minute that people aren't a captive audience, just like Jewish journalism. I mean, look, look, look at the kind of ads. I, I look at the ads. I mean, do you read the New York Times when they have ads? And if you looked at the travel section the last few weeks, not a single ad in the travel section. I not the, even Liberty Travel that used to run on the back page. I love the way you – I look at ads. You're like the only guy who looks at ads, which Why? tells you more about the business. First of all, the New York, in the New York, when you read the New York Times, the ads have – I'm talking about Bloomingdale's and stuff. I don't really – I don't shop in these places. But the, the, the political ads – the advocacy yeah. ads. Advocacy ads are big, big line of uh, money for the Times. Right. It's like six hundred thousand dollars for a full page, right? I, I missed what you said. How much is it for a full page ad in the well, Times? Like it's six... what they can get at this point. I mean, but if you're moveon.org, we're getting a hundred thousand dollars. I think it's more than that. But imagine being able to pay for Gersh Kuntzman's salary with one ad. You got to. If you are listening to me, New York Times, you bring me on. We pay for my salary with one ad. Vince, can you sell that ad? I could sell anything. I'm, I'm team is selling. You All right, that. we got to get out. Vince, you know, Gersh doesn't want to go to the New York Times. No, no I been, don't. I'm been done. There, been there, done that. No, we got to get out. We got to get out. Ed, bottom line at the end of the day, <laughs> is Tronk going to shut down the Daily News, or is it going to shut the print edition? Is it going to beef up? What's it going to do? What's the idea? What What do you see I, as an expert in the see industry? If they make a deal with Newsday, right? They used to, uh, L.A. Times used to own Newsday, so it will be kind of like a another homecoming. I, I, That's if not answering Newsday, the question. I work on the island now. I'm, my papers are based in the five towns. Newsday is the Can you worst. name the five towns, sir? Can you name them? The five towns? Yeah, can you, can of course. You name those towns. <laughs> yeah, what are they? Lawrence uh, in, is one Inwood. Of Far Rockaway is, is, is not exactly a five town, but it's Inwood, uh, Lawrence, Cedarhurst, Woodmere, and Hewlett. All right, so that's the Jewish Riviera. That's exactly right. the case, but you, but Newsday's awful, and not only it's not only an awful paper in terms of content and local coverage, but it looks bad. Oyster I mean, Bay their front page, the, the wood, the wood on Newsday is awful, but the, the 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 way it looks, the printing quality is terrible. Terrible. So the new Daily News uh, has excellent print quality. Finally, yes. And if they made a deal with Newsday, that would. Uh, possibly save what's left of Newsday. And as you know, the owners of Newsday don't really, they're not in the newspaper business. They bought the cable systems. And Newsday came along with for the ride. So we'll see what happens there. But I'd be surprised if the news continues in very long as a seven-day-a-week print product. You know, news, wow. Wait, Newsday. No, well, the well, Daily News. Newsday, too, but the Daily News in particular. Because Newsday, at least, because of their, of their they, they own the home delivery systems on Long Island for shoppers. So they're able to deliver the supermarket circulars and the grocery, uh, the drugstore circulars and stuff. Uh, the Daily News doesn't have that in New York. The yeah, home, one of home the great things, is not uh, very important. One of the great the, things the, about the, having Ed Weintraub on the phone is he can tell you things about shoppers and circulars because he knows that. That's actually a big part of the Newsday business. Yeah, it is. So th- as bad as the paper is, they still have th- this home delivery 
operations. Yeah, there could that's... be a synergy there with the Daily News. And as you know, there were, t- there were discussions when Zuckerman was still looking a couple of years ago for a different buyer. Uh, they did speak to Newsday, and it seemed like a, a, a possible uh, deal. Yeah, but that that if you can have a business that's built on circulars rather than your paper, that's a bubble that's going to burst at some point, too. Uh, it, eventually, you know, it's, I think it, it, people are surprised that the circular business is still as strong as it is. Uh, but if you go outside New York City, where the Sunday papers are still massive, you pick up a Sunday paper. I was upstate this week. I got the Poughkeepsie paper and the uh, Kingston paper. The journal. The, 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 the Poughkeepsie Journal, Gannett, and the, the uh, Kingston Freeman, which I forget who owns it. The, again, they run like a an eight or a ten page section, yeah. which is built locally. And then they have a few advertorial type sections like real estate and other stuff that's related to the ads. And then it's all circulars. Yeah, the circulars you know, are f- three, four, five times the, the the volume of the of the news content. You you have to pick up one of those papers and you have to. You, it feels like you have a trunk. And people pay for it because they they believe they get they're, they're getting value. No, but it's like a hernia, but it sounds like a trunk. <laughs> very okay, very funny. You. Look, we got to get out. Ed, I one, one, I got one plug in. If you're in the five towns. Go to Gourmet Glot or go to any of the uh, big uh, kosher supermarkets. Uh, every Wednesday, you get a fresh f- new copy of you know, the Jewish Star, the, the favored newspaper in the five towns. There are three competing newspapers in the five towns, all free, all with big circulations in the area. But obviously, the best one is, what is it, Gersh? Jewish Star. That's the one. You know, Ed, I'll, I'll allow told, that. I'll allow that. Always close to his heart. There are two things close to Ed's heart. That's newspapers and supermarkets. Is that, isn't that correct? <laughs> <laughs> we are getting killed on the high holidays. <laughs> Coming up. We are getting killed. I have one last question for you. What does this sale mean to the New York Post? Um, I, have, I don't know. Did you think about that? Yeah. But what would the New York Post be without the Daily News as a punching bag? A stalking horse. I think each of those products stand on, on, their, on their own. And, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they're built on... Uh, on their front pages, and they're not much inside. Oh, I didn't hang up on him. No, he didn't. No. He's, still yeah, he's still there. Ed, we got to go because we got to read our ads and get the hell out of here. We're going to my farewell drinks at Francis Tavern. Francis, the back room, oh. the poorhouse. If you want to join us, you certainly can. And I got to press tonight, so you know, print right. edition. Got to go press. We'll be yeah, there. I got to press. Right. How many? How many different uh, hats are you wearing over there? Uh, too many to talk about. You look good in a hat, Ed. <laughs> no, you All always right. look good in a hat. I don't say that because you're losing your hair. Anyway, we got to go. Ed Weintraub, everybody. Great, legendary newsman. I like to hear some uh, ad music. Always fun to have you on. All the best, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, if Ed was still on the phone, I'd say to him, Ed, wow. you're getting older. Your kids are going to throw you out of the house. Don't let them. See what's possible when you call Village Care Max. It's a Medicaid-managed long-term plan that helps you continue to stay at home and in your community for as long as possible. A team of healthcare professionals We'll work with your doctor. They'll work with your landlord. They'll work with everybody. You'll obtain the best health care options and you'll stay at home. Get more information about Village Care Max by calling 800-469-6292 or visit... I always get that wrong. Or visit the Village Care Max website at villagecaremax.org. Village Care Max. Live the life that you or Ed Weintraub want to live. Or his wife, for that matter. American style. If you're looking for a dentist... Uh, who provides quality care and affordable price. The person you are looking for is Dr. Joseph Lichter, the dentist and skilled hygienist at his state-of-the-art office. Use the most up-to-date technology techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Lichter does it all, Gersh. He does. He does it all. Invisalign. He does it.
Implants, without question. Porcelain veneers, you need it, you got it. Crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? Call Dr. Lichter's office today. He's at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life. Dr. Lichter is located at 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th Streets in Midwood. And you can visit his website at josephlichterdds.com. Go to Dr. Joseph Lichter today and get the smile that'll make you happy. The smile that'll make you smile? That's the worst copy I've ever read. Anyway, <laughs> Johnny, you got to play us said. out because i got a special announcement. I'm going to throw it at Vince. Vince, it's my last show. I have loved working can, with you. We can only hope. I am. It's my last show, Johnny, because I, I start on Friday at Newsweek. Breaking news editor at Newsweek. Get your resumes to me at gershkunstman at gmail.com. All of you out there, I bid you a fond adieu as this is my last show. Last show! And we'll see you next week. <laughs>